I think after my losses in 2014, I was kind of just like, I don't want any kid to feel like I did. And the fact that it's their parents, like, just blew my mind. And I was kind of like, if I can help them in any kind of way, make them feel like they're not alone or make them feel like they've got something in their toolkit to help them when they're having a bad day, then I'm in. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Mandy Harvey. Mandy is a woman who is passionate about shining a real and non-judgmental light on mental struggles and illnesses. She uses her social media platforms to not only share her passions for music, but to candidly document her journey with depression and anxiety with the intention of removing stigma, exposing the reality and to help others not to feel so alone. As part of her empathic and generous nature, she has volunteered for Camp Quality for a number of years. In this episode, we discuss how helping others is not a perfect science, and as flawed as we may perceive ourselves to be, we have so much we can share with the world to make it a better place. Mandy, welcome to the Light Path podcast, finally. We've been talking about this for a while. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be here. Just a little, uh, I guess, caveat to this episode. Mandy's actually someone, um, well, really she's family to me, uh, known me before I knew me, um, purely just because she was born first. And uh, in bringing her on is a little bit weird, to be honest, because it's like speaking to your sister, but publicly. So Yeah, it's, it's a bit odd. Yeah. It is a bit odd to be speaking this way where other people are listening to every part of this conversation. Yeah. And we're <laughs> recording it. Yeah, and it's oh. forever, it's forever out there. <laughs> um, yeah. But God, not all of our conversations are forever out there. Could you imagine? <laughs> Especially the ones from like the 90s when we were teenagers. No, no. Half of those aren't in my head anymore. So. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but the reason I do have you on is is because, you know, it, it's it's you doing great things out there. And, yeah, of course I have that personal admiration just because I completely know your story because uh, I've lived it. But it's more about um, having allowing other people to understand that the, just as we were speaking actually before we jumped on, it's not what you've done or how great you are or how many followers you've got or all those things even though secretly we both want to be Taylor Swift, but it's about doing the best you can with what you have. Absolutely. So yeah. before we dive into your story and and kind of just be a little hopefully inspired by you, can you give us your favourite quote? Um, yeah, my favorite quote was is by a German poet. Uh, it's by I'm probably going to butcher his name. It's Berthold Alba, um, and it's uh, music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. I actually have it like tattooed around my wrist. <laughs> so, yeah. that is, I'm just impressed that you know a German poet. What? I don't even know how I found that. I think it just 
I don't know whether I was trying to find like musical tattoos and that just sort of came up on and there and I was like yeah that's it that's going around my wrist (laughs) yeah and it's and like it's so true I think that I talk a lot about signs with people and how often like spirit can speak to us through signs but really it's just your subconscious really um picking up on what is potent and important to you and obviously lyrics of songs is just poetry it's just a reflection of the human experience which is why I think so many of us love you know music and artists and appreciate what they put out there yeah and I think it's also like you know where they write lyrics that you're like oh my god they're like reading my diary um (laughs) so you you it's like and you go to a concert or whatever and you can sing that out loud and it's therapeutic and and that sort of stuff and you you kind of just feel like even though you don't know whoever that person is singing it um you feel like somebody gets you like it's yeah yeah Yeah. for sure and it's the great levelizer like whether we like to admit it or not we're so conditioned for hierarchy you know like this person's famous or this person's got followers or this person's beautiful or this person whatever it is and so we're so like programmed for hierarchy and we forget that every single one of us is going through the exact same thing and every single one of us is pretty much the same like it's not that interesting guys no, I mean, you look at someone like Lewis Capaldi who's mm. going through a really rough time and, you know, you think he's got this magnificent life and what's he got to be, you know, upset about or having struggles with. But, you know, everybody has it. it, it absolutely. Um, so t- tell us, give us an insight obviously into, you know, as much as you feel comfortable with because, well, we're not paying thousands to see you in a stadium, so you don't have to do anything, all right? There's your privilege. There's your privilege of privacy. (laughs) But share with us what you're willing to about your journey and especially because we're focusing in this chat around mental health. Um, Yeah, so I, I mean, I've always had struggles with mental health. I don't think I actually admitted it until... I was much older in life. Um, So when I was younger, it sort of came out in rather um, non-constructive ways. Uh, But do you think too, too, like when we were, like growing up in the 90s, so, you know, when we're becoming people, like it wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. Talked about, I remember, um, and not to say bad things about my mother because she's just like an angel on this earth. I remember once being so like in this state of depression, like I was hiding in a corner of my room and my mum came in and she was just like, where are you? Like, and mm. I was just in this corner crying mm. and she was just like, oh. she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I just, like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you're not Karen. And Karen was one of her friends that was, having a really bad time at the moment at that time and uh, like you know being admitted to mental wards and stuff like that and I was just like no I'm not Karen like I'm Mandy <laughs> yeah but like it nobody at that stage it wasn't talked about it wasn't dealt with it wasn't yeah um it was kind of just like oh well, what are you doing get up like you know go outside go do something go whatever um so I think 
I went and lived in Canada for a year. And then when I came back, it sort of kind of came to a bit of a head. Um, and I, it started coming out in me, like my body started shaking. Mm. Um, and I went to the doctor thinking that I was just sick. Um, again, can't be mental health. Like, mm. <laughs> um, so, uh, eventually after about three weeks of chatting with him, he was just like, are you sure? you're not stressed and anxious and, and I was like you know what yeah I am. and so at that point I got diagnosed with depression and anxiety and I think at that stage like it was more of a depression and which I actually have more of a handle on most of the time um most of the time it's just anxiety for me um and then in 2014 I kind of lost the plot um because I lost one of my best friends Hayley and then I lost my uncle Maxie and then I lost my grandfather who was one of my favorite people in the world and I just all in the one year and I didn't know how to deal with that and that also came out in bad ways um a lot of drinking all that sort of stuff and that's when I started sort of like this isn't this isn't the right way to be dealing with all of this stuff um so I started getting um help from a psychologist and yeah started sort of re-shifting all that focus and working on myself a bit more and that's where I sort of have come out now and that work is like just never complete no ever ever it can hit you like you know that's um it's a circle sort of thing like it's and, and it can be all over the place like it's one day you can just wake up and be like Bleh. like I feel like crap and I don't know why but that's it and you kind of just know that those are the days where you need to pull out your self-care strategies and what you need to do and you work on yourself yeah for sure I I think I'm not like obviously like I know all this about you but I'm not gonna lie recently like I know that you you know, you're really into music and you you love to do that and so and and your footy and so none of that surprises me of those hobbies. But I was surprised when I saw that you started to volunteer for a charity that was to me, my first reaction was, oh gosh, that'll be triggering. Um, and so I thought it was just really interesting to me as I watched the journey, because I thought she's someone that has to be actively and she is proactively on top of her mental health, but she's really putting herself out there to volunteer for this charity that is really around emotional instability. It's around grief. So first of all, can you tell us what that charity is, the work that they do? And then what, why? Like why, what, why? <laughs> yeah, why? That's that's not the, you're not the only person that asks that question. <laughs> um, there you um, go, So, yeah, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, that must be depressing. Um, so I volunteer with a charity called Field Magic. Um, they are Australia's leading uh, grief education program for kids between 7 and 17. Um, who have lost a parent Um, they run camps and day programs and online programs for those kids Um, so uh, I volunteer at Camp Magic which is a three-day camp Uh, they're run uh, through 
it's uh, Sydney camps. There's some in the Hunter, some in Victoria, some in the ACT. Um, when we first started, it was just in Sydney. Um, and yeah, my I a friend posted on Facebook that she was thinking about signing up for it, and I was kind of like, hmm. And I don't know what it was, but it just absolutely clicked in my brain. And um, and that was in. 2015 the end of 2015 and I hadn't heard anything for a while um and then I kind of got a call up in February of 2016 and was like <laughs> I when they called I cried on them um <laughs> so, like, this, this is a great volunteer like I'm sorry they're like that's okay um so, so uh, basically a three the three-day camp is every child is matched up with a mentor and so they have someone that is just there for them the whole weekend and it is um they do activities they um they watch movies we have a disco but they also run a educational program throughout the whole weekend in helping them deal with um their grief and we deal with it like it's the seasons so we start in autumn where the grief first happens so are, they, are all these kids are like the, the reason these kids are on this camp is because they've had a loss so they've had a yeah they've most of it is parental loss some of them is sibling loss or legal guardian loss um as in death or like displacement like death death yeah. um so one in 20 kids in australia between 7 and 17 will have lost a parent oh wow so that is like one kid in every classroom classroom yeah isn't that a, like it's just crazy to think about um so yeah it just helps them we go through the seasons so autumn is the beginning um then we go through winter which is like after the funeral and everything's kind of setting in and springs when you sort of sort of starting to come out of it and summers when you kind of have sort of come to the realization that life goes on you make a space for them still but you know you kind of need to live your life still um I started off as a mentor my first camp was the greatest camp um I had a little girl wow. <laughs> just didn't she just didn't want to say a word she, <laughs> she was so cute and tiny and like she was like eight and she's just so shy and didn't want to say anything and I went into the camp just going oh we're gonna be best friends and we're gonna like hang out afterwards and all this sort of stuff and she was just like nah the whole time uh, um but then after that I had two other girls that were just amazing and then I trained to become a facilitator so that's what I do now I actually deliver the programs to the kids um and it is just the most magical beautiful place that I have ever been a part of um and during COVID we had to kind of revamp what we were doing because we obviously couldn't have the camp so now we have uh online programs so that can be done for kids that are Australia-wide um they also have now the lovely uh psychologists and stuff that we have uh on board have built a let's talk suicide program because a lot of the parents that kids have lost have died by suicide um so that is specifically for those kids um there is now in the camps that we run on the three-day camps, there is parent-guardian workshops 
Um, so the parents also get some education as well around what we're doing. So the language that they're mm. learning at camp can be shared together. Um, and we run family day camps where we can have like catch-ups and stuff like that, run a few activities and things like that. And now there's also a graduation camp for kids that are graduating from like the 17, 18, 19-year-old kids and they're sort of getting into, going into the world and might want to come back and be a mentor. So it's expanding and it's, yeah, it's getting big and it's one of the most amazing things I've ever done. I mean, the work sound. I mean, the work sounds so necessary. Like one kid in every classroom just blows my mind. And given that I, you know, stood in front of yep. you know, twenty classrooms in my lifetimes or twenty cohorts of kids that were mine, not to mention the ones that, yeah, you know, as a leader that I had to oversee. I, I don't, there wasn't that many, so that's you know scary to think of. And that's not even including like sibling loss or um, legal guardian or anything like that. So besides the, just this, like, was it just the knowing the nudge and you just kind of went for it and followed it? Yeah. I mean, I count myself extremely lucky that I still have both my parents and I mean, you know, I can't live without my parents. Like I'm 47 years old and for God's sake, they still do half my life. Um, I know I told my mum the other day, which I don't know why we're talking about it, the morbid conversations that we have in our family. But I was like, but you're not like, you're not going to die. So the end, like, I'm not sure that's why like, this conversation. That's like, oh, I'm just doing this while I still can. I'm like, what do you mean you still can? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I count my blessings that they're still both here and healthy and all that sort of stuff. But like, I think after my losses in 2014, I was kind of just like, I don't want any kid to feel like I did. And the fact that it's their parents, like, just blew my mind. And I was kind of like, if I can help them in any kind of way, make them feel like they're not alone or make them feel like they've got something in their toolkit to help them when they're having a bad day, then, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it what. Obviously, that's what, like, the, your intention is to give that. But as we know, nothing, nothing is ever as it seems. And so what have you gained from this experience, which maybe wasn't your intention of, of doing it? Um, what have you actually as a, as a person gained, and especially in relation to maybe your mental health and the healing or the harm, um, either way, that the impact that it's had on that? Um, I have learned to be far more open with my mental health. I, um, I've learned my own tips and tricks. Um, I've met people that I've done, um, that were life coaches and, and mentors and things like that, that I've done workshops with that sort of have been, have made me better in, um, in leadership and made me better in terms of noticing my own mental health triggers and being able to go no I'm not ready for this or no I can't do this I need to take a step back and and um just relax or have a day off or chill out or whatever um but I've also gained the most um incredible family that I never knew I actually needed (laughs) like um so you know Shout out to my little Ohana that they know that I'm doing this today. Oh, hi, guys. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's and it's quite odd. Like it's 
when you first start going to camp, you these are people that you would like take a bullet for, but half the time you don't know anything about their life. But you have this like deep soul connection because they're doing this thing with you that is on this deeper level. Um, so you're already at that soul level instead of just this surface thing. Um that is that is so important. I just want to like jump in and just honor that aspect of the human experience and not to underestimate that. And I think during COVID, there was a lot of talk about, you know, loss of connection, blah, blah. But really, we are hardwired for intimate soul connection, yet we're so conditioned for transactional human experiences. And it will take something like doing something that is so so deep or emotional or soul-led like this or maybe one of those, you know, transformational experiences like a retreat or even just like travelling, things like that for people just to kind of cut through that conditional BS and straight into the connection and the acceptance of the soul. And I don't want to take that like, I don't want people to take that lightly and and more important than that, it's like everybody feels it and everybody's actually deep down seeking it. So I think like this is a call out to stop pretending like you're not. And we're so much more similar, like we kind of spoke about at the beginning, than we are different. And that just by showing up, not knowing that this is going to be the result, that is then what you've gained. Like to me, that's the perfect example of karma. And I know I've spoken about karma before on the podcast so if you want to you know dive into my take on that and um you know to really understand what the energy of karma is go back to episode 83 but now it's like you putting yourself in that position has has kind of the balance is here I give and then I I receive and you didn't have control over what you were receiving no no absolutely not I've like, and it's the like weirdest people, not weirdest, but oh, weird. oh, oh. Um, <laughs> now they're not listening. Sorry, oh, listen. Yeah. Not, like, it's that, just, not me. I don't know you, but like, I didn't call you weird. Are you right? No, but it's just people that you never, you never would have met yeah. normally. Yeah, and so they're obviously you've gone to the right place you've ended up in this place and you've ended up there together and now I have the most amazing people in my life I mean I already did as well like Ovi um hello there you are remember me no just kidding I'm not I'm not that amazing these people are amazing they're doing all this charity work I'm not gang for life um gang for life I know um but yeah like it's it and then yeah, I just, I mean, there's times where you have conversations with them and then you're like, oh, does this person have a kid? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, because you cut through all that 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 social bullshit and it's straight yeah, to the bullshit's the gone already. Yeah. yeah, because I've just heard you talk about you, you losing your dad and we've all cried together, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> stuff. And I think also that's kind of cut my, my bullshit tolerance very, like, quite a lot. <laughs> I'm not yeah, you not do here you for get the... to the point where those like surface level conversations are all well and good because you understand that's part of a functioning society. Yeah. But for the first five minutes. 
unless yeah, you're like, unless oh, you're coming at me with something like really vulnerable and like honest and authentic yeah. within the first five minutes, I'm moving on. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there because I thought that was really important. So you no, know, no, please. You've, gained, you've gained these connections. What else? And especially in relation to, you know, this mental health uh, protocol that you have. No, I think I've just gained a lot of um, things in my tool belt in terms of dealing with mental health. I was noticing last night that you put on your story that um, you had a guy come in that said he was a 10 Mm. when you came in and um left at a one and that's actually a tool that we use at camp with the kids um called a distress meter um and they have it in their kit when they take it home um that like we kind of tell them when they're at a one they call it's cool it's all good and sort of as we go up um you know one to about three is fine four five you kind of need to sort of see where you're at and make sure you're regulating and then once you hit six yeah and seven like if you hit seven you need to ask for help um because you never want to get to a 10 um so yeah that i I was listening to that last night and i was like (laughs) wow actually take that that could because and it's also a good thing for kids because a lot of the time or anyone really i was gonna say good for adults yeah yeah because a lot of the time people can't tell you how they're feeling or they don't want to tell you how they're feeling, but they can give you a number. To, well, to, to give context to that um, reference, yesterday, so usually I'm I'm obviously like pretty booked up and when people message and say, can I see you today? I'm just like, no, like. Yeah. Are I, you kidding? Sorry, I'm really sorry. About, <laughs> see like, you in a month. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, but to be honest, like obviously, <laughs> Obviously, I'm a little bit intuitive. So when I got this email, I just knew straight away that it was a yes. And usually people are wanting to see me really quickly because they're feeling heaps of anxiety about something in their life and they're wanting me to just basically channel a message that everything's going to be okay. And really that's something we need to learn to gift ourselves. Yeah. And and that's okay. We We all have to learn that over and over again. But when I got that message, it I just knew deep down it was something a lot deeper. And so when he walked in, he just he he was he said, "I'm gonna cry," and I was like, "Of course, cry! Like, um, crying's good." And and he and he explained his situation, and um, all he needed was to be held. And so we healed. He laid on the bed and, and I healed. And and he said that to me when I came in, I was a 10 now, I'm a one. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and I think that's why I posted it because it really hit me. The power of knowing when you actually are incapable of holding yourself at that moment and to reach out and ask. And as an intuitive, I know when people are reaching out and asking because they just need reassurance as opposed to, oh, God, no, they need holding. That's also the power of what you do and the power of something like camp is the power of being held, like having yeah. someone to hold you. Um, that's, yeah, that's invaluable. Like if you know that somebody's going to be there for you and you alone in that moment, that is makes all the difference in the world. But also knowing that like that isn't in, like do we want that 24-7? Sure. But that isn't available to us 24-7. So alongside of that, we have to build these tools, like the fact that you say 
we're going to take, you take this home and you know your system of traffic lights or one to 10. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, when we do stuff like that, we teach them, I mean, simple stuff, breathing. Yeah. You I know. Talk Shocking. about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Who knew we had to breathe? Um, yeah. But I think that's, that is something that I have taken away with me and has helped me so much, just the deep, deep breathing. Mm. Um, because nobody needs to know you're doing it. Nobody mm. can see that you're doing it. You can do it in the car. You can just run off to the bathroom. You can whatever you need to do. And it, you like you don't need to tell anybody. It's fine. So there's just all these little, little tiny tips and tricks that you can do, um, you know, there's the and then we write on the board like all this like we get them to sort of say like what do you do to self-soothe and then you end up with this massive thing like listen to music play video games all that sort of stuff so so I think the reason why I was surprised that you went for this is because you're someone who has been really open especially on their social channels and continue to be about their mental health and then to put yourself in a situation where you were going to be confronted with people's mental health issues and then you're putting yourself in a position to hold them and I, I just think that that is so effing wise because people think oh I have to master something in order to teach it and I'm like no you just actually have to experience it in order to be able to hold someone in it and so what would you say to someone who's listening who maybe like you you know are feeling the pressures of their mental health or feeling isolated on that path um, or maybe even thinking of putting themselves out there to help in a way that feels right for them. What would you say besides if doing? You, it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you feel like you're capable of help, like if if you feel like your state of mind is capable of doing it, then do it. Don't do it if it's not going to be about somebody else, um, because. If it's going to be, if it's, if your stuff is going to overtake somebody else's, then definitely not. Um, but I can't, like, I can't be, I, I can't stress enough how much this has changed my life. Like, I didn't, I didn't know it was what I needed. And, like, you know, you talk to people like, oh, I'd go camp magic. It's about kids that lost their parents. And they're like, oh, my God, that must be depressing. I'm like, it's not. Mm. It is so much fun. There are depressing parts and there's parts where you cry and there's parts where, and it, and that's okay because that's what it's there for. Like mm. it's about expressing all your emotions. Um, but like, yeah, I just think if you're ready to take that step, find the thing that you connect to and find something in that that you can help with, um, whether it be Camp Magic or whether it be, I know that there's a, a charity called Gig Buddies. Um, that people sign up and you can get yourself assigned a person and you can take them to gigs and football games and all that sort of stuff, um, which is pretty cool. Oh my um, God, I love that. A, yeah. Um, like there's all sorts of stuff out there to get yourself involved in and it it doesn't need to take up your whole entire life. Um, I know that there's also another charity that my friend works for called Kookaburra Kids, which is about um, kids that have parents that struggle with mental health and it's just kind of giving them a, a respite. Um, but yeah, it's like, it will change your life and it will change your life for the better. You just have to be ready for it and, and know that it's, 
it's going to happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, true. And and what would you say to people who maybe feel isolated in their mental health? Because as much as we talk about it, as much as it's okay to talk about it now, all those things, it's still, regardless of that, it is still a very individual journey and one that it you is. must walk a lot on your own. So what would you say to those people? I just think don't be afraid to speak up. And if the people that you're speaking up to aren't responding the way you need them to, find somebody else. Um, I know that's really easy for me to say, but you will find the right people to talk to, all the people that won't make you feel alone. I know some people don't understand it and that's fine. Like people there are people out there that don't struggle with mental health. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like then. I like to think I was one of them for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, uh, just find the right people. I mean, find a Facebook group. Find something because you are absolutely not alone. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. I don't care. I'll talk to you. Um, like, yeah. I just. You will too. I cannot. I can't. <laughs> I cannot stress enough to not do this by yourself, whether it's a psychologist, counsellor, friends, family, whatever. Just don't do it by yourself. Good advice. (laughs) And that first step, it's all like no matter what, that first step of the reach out and maybe you have to take, like you said, really beautifully, you may have to take that first step a few times to find the right step to land on, but the first step I imagine is always the hardest. When you struggle with mental health, so you probably got anxiety, which is hard enough as it is. Like, you know, yeah. anxiety is going to make that first step worse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is worth it. It definitely is worth it. If people want to find, if people want to find you to have a chat now that you've put that out there um, or find out about, you know, the charity or the work that you've just spoken of, where can we find you? Um, so my Instagram handle is uh Mandy Harvey76. Um you just told everybody on... her age. Uh <laughs> I know I don't look at look at me. Um by the way, did I mention I'm her much younger so younger kind of sister-like personality <laughs> in her life? Not really. Um <laughs> uh I'm also on Facebook you can I'm sure Kirsten's friends with me so you can find me that way I'm on I the right party collective hold up this is this is a personal page um, this is no, a business- no, but I I'm on the oh I'm you're on, on the, the right party collective as many have yep. it gotcha yeah um and you can go to www.feelthemagic.org.au if you want to look check out feel the magic and we'll put all those links in the show notes for you guys to refer to but for now thank you so much for you know, on behalf of all those bubbers out there for sharing your time and your energy with them, but also thank you for sharing it with us, but also being so vulnerable on social media, which is a whole nother thing. And I'm sure that many people come across it and just in that moment, just don't feel so silly alone or isolated in, in what they're going through. So thank you worries just be aware that if you come across my social media there's probably a lot of things about my cat <laughs> we, her cat's name is ferris because we are children <laughs> of the 90s and if you don't oh, yeah 
get that reference, then we're not friends. No, they're not friends. No, Service we are. level bad. We are friends. <laughs> but like, you basically need to go on Google and find out who Ferris is and why we would, like, well, the end. <laughs> it's terrible when you know someone so well. No. <laughs> I just have to bite my tongue about the things that I could say. No, uh, don't say anything. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's. Wrap, I'm wrapping it up. We're, shush, <laughs> we're not allowed to speak anymore. Right, so check out the show notes um, for all hey. the links. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue this conversation about mental health or anything that really helps you or maybe even charities that you work with, um, I, we'd love to hear about them over in our safe space, the Light Path community over on Facebook. Mandy, thanks so much. Love you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode. Thank you.